Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Welcome to Tumble, the show where we explore stories of science discovery. Today we're talking about snot. It's thick, it's runny, it's sticky, sometimes weird colors, always gross. We're going to investigate the whole wide world of thick, sticky secretions. We'll take you from our stuffed up noses to the slimiest creature on Earth. Time to ride the snot rocket down to Boogertown. I think snot is amazing. That's Danny Rabbiotti, zoologist and co-author of the book Believe It or Snot, the definitive field guide to Earth's slimy creatures. This is actually her third book about gross animal stuff. Her first two books with fellow scientist Nick Caruso were about farts and then poop. It's been something I've been thinking about quite a lot is you know, animal slime, and also just a lot of questions around sneezing. A lot of science is done using animal mucus. So yeah, we were quite keen to get all that cool information out there. Just in time for cold season, mucus facts. (laughs) Do they sell this book at the pharmacy? (laughs) So snot is in the title, but the book covers all (laughs) kinds of gross substances that seep from our bodies. There are so many. We would call it snot more if it came out of the animal's nose. But at the end of the day, the snot that we have is not really any different from the mucus we have in other parts of our body. So obviously you've got saliva, that's pretty slimy. And then a lot of animals have mucus on their skin, which is something that we lack. Thankfully, that would be pretty disgusting. Oh man, just imagine getting on a crowded train if we all had mucus on our skin. It might be more comfortable, slippery. That's so gross. Well, let's start by talking about snot and us, and then we'll see how humans stack up against the other slimy creatures of the world. Well, what I want to know is why we make snot in the first place, besides to wipe on our friends. It's a kind of mucus, and mucus is basically a slimy substance that contains mucins. And mucins are a special type of cell that our body produces, and they kind of make it, like, extra slimy... Mucus isn't just for making our noses stuffy. Our bodies produce about a quart and a half of it a day, even when we're not sick. It helps keep our airways and our throats from drying out. And our body manages to make so much of it because basically we just take a whole lot of water and mix it with the other components that make up part of our snot. So basically it's like when you put a drop of dye into a glass of water and then the whole glass changes color. Yep. Mucins are like the magician cells that can change water into snot. And as we've all noticed, the quality of our snot can change from day to day. So when you get cold, the reason that your snot will kind of go extra thick and a bit of a weird color is because the cells of your immune system are attacking the cold virus, essentially. That means your immune system is working. It's working to fight off that cold virus. It's mucus warriors to the rescue. The most disgusting armor, probably. (laughs) Well, snot is kind of a double agent because it carries the cold virus germs too. The virus is in your mucus, right? So that's why we start sneezing and that's how we spread the cold around. Wait, wait. So the virus is in our snot. So what happens if, say, like someone might eat their boogers because they like the salty flavor. Um, I mean, who, who would like the salty flavor, Marshall? <laughs> I'm not going to say. <laughs> 
so what I would say is, okay, it's kind of natural to eat what we would call in the UK bogies because a lot of animals do it. You often see, especially apes, because they've got fingers picking their nose. But that doesn't mean that you should do it. It is not good for you. Mucus is kind of like our nose's filter to the world. It catches all the germs, dust, and other tiny particles in the air. By the time it dries out and becomes boogers, it's full of bad stuff. You don't want to be putting that in your mouth. So I would say, yeah, definitely not healthy. All right, no more booger snacks. Not even a nice tapenade. (laughs) Anyhow, as snotty as you might feel during the height of a cold, humans are nowhere near the most mucousy animals on Earth. To help sort it out, Danny and her co-author Nick created a rating system to rank everything from hedgehogs to banana slugs in terms of their slimy secretions. Yeah, I mean, there were certain properties that would get an animal points, but then also I think some animals had some quite unique behaviors. We couldn't really compare with other animals, and then it becomes quite subjective. It's like comparing slime apples to saliva oranges. You just can't do it. (laughs) It's not the most scientific system. It goes from zero slime splats, produces very little to no slime, to five slime splats, So much slime, make it stop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So tell us about some of the science behind the slime. Let's start towards the bottom with a two-star slimer, the giraffe. Do giraffes get stuffy noses? Like, but only occasionally, because they're only a two-star slimer. So they just have giraffe allergy season in spring. No, giraffes are scoring their points for their thick saliva, which allows them to chow down on plants with pointy thorns. Scientists wanted to know what their salivating secret is. There was a zoo that they were working with, and to collect the saliva, they got like jam jars and they put apple slices in them. And giraffes have these really long tongues, so they were able to like reach their tongues into the jam jars. Um, wrap it around the apple slices and take them out, but they'd leave like a big glob of saliva in the jam jar, which the scientists could then take back to the lab and analyze. Hmm, so scientists took a nice trip to the zoo to feed the giraffes and got a goodie bag. Who doesn't want a nice artisanal jam jar of of giraffe saliva? (laughs) It is local. Moving up the slime leaderboard, parrotfish score three slime splats with what Danny calls the most creative use of slime on the planet. I just really enjoy the fact that every night these daisy parrotfish just vomit out this slime bag, which encloses their whole body, and then they just sleep in it and it keeps all the parasites off them at night. I think that's just a really cool use and it sounds really cozy. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So their bedtime is, what, I guess go to the bathroom, get their PJs on, and then vomit themselves a slimy sleeping bag and crawl in and fall asleep. Yeah. Where do they fit the stories in? (laughs) Where do they do their bedtime reading? All right, honey, pick out a book. (laughs) Already. (laughs) So if you've ever held a fish, you know that they're pretty slippery, and that's not just because they're wet. They're covered in a layer of mucus. What? So basically, the daisy parrotfish is taking it up a notch, and Danny's into it. (laughs) If I was going to have to sleep on a coral reef, I would have a nice slimy sleeping bag. That's what I would want. 
But there's other uses of mucus that Danny's not so into. A lot of animals then eat the mucus in order to eat the slime. And I just think that just sounds disgusting. Like if I was going to have to use slime for anything, having to eat my food just stuck to a load of slime, I think is just really unappetizing. <laughs> okay, so there are like animals who like before they eat their hamburger will just like <laughs> cover it in like a big pile of green snot and then yum yum <laughs> time to eat believe it or not that's life for a four slime splat category of creatures called the larvations they're a marine animal it kind of looks like a tadpole and then when they mature they put out this big slime net and they'll draw all this water through and then all the plankton and bits and bats get stuck on the mucus net. These mucus nets can be up to a meter in diameter. That means they produce some of the largest amounts of mucus compared to their body size in the entire animal kingdom. Whoa. So what does a creature have to do to get five slime splats? I feel like we're already pretty slimy. (laughs) We're so close to slimed out, but we have more coming up because a five slime splatter is basically a slime bomb. Unsurprisingly, we did not find an animal that beat the hagfish on sliminess. The hagfish was just the slimiest animal. They can just produce so much slime so quickly You put them in a bucket and then you run your hand through the bucket and the bucket's just slime. Liters and liters of slime one animal is able to produce. Wait, so so what's a hagfish? So a hagfish kind of looks like an eel, but with a lot less of a head. Okay, I mean, that's a really low standard for amount of head. (laughs) It does have eyes and a mouth, but they look kind of weird. Um, So yeah, kind of a weird eel is how I would describe them. Hagfish have slime glands running up and down their bodies. When they release just a teaspoon of slime gunk, it expands by 10,000 times in less than half a second, which is how this happened. There was even um, a truck full of hagfish going down the motorway, and it crashed, and the hagfish went all over the motorway, and they, like, slimed an entire car. The whole car was just covered in slime. The whole road was covered in slime. And that's really an, another level of slime. Like, what other animal has slimed an entire motorway? There's none as far as I know, so... I don't know of any either. Of course, hagfish didn't evolve this skill in order to slime cars. That is a useful side effect. <laughs> and they normally do that to deter predators. So if a shark comes along and eats a hagfish, it just gets gills and gills full of slime. And obviously the shark can't breathe in slime, so then it spits the hagfish out. So I've seen a video of this and it's just totally incredible because you can see the look on the predator's face (laughs) as it spits out the hagfish. And it's like, I've made such a huge mistake. (laughs) (laughs) That's so incredibly clever. Hagfish definitely win the category. So much slime, make it stop. So it's fascinating to learn about all these slimy creatures, but why do scientists study slime? Like, isn't it just kind of too gross to study? Though clearly nothing is too gross to study. Well, there's a whole group of scientists called slimologists. Of course there are. 
that kind of research can be really useful for making new substances that are useful to people. Substances that are useful to people, like for getting down the slide faster? (laughs) Slime can inspire the design for materials that really slick things up. A lot of the time, the research that goes on into slime, particularly hagfish slime, is to try and make a substance in the lab that is as good at lubricating components of machines as hagfish slime. Right now, many of the lubricants we use in machines are made from fossil fuels. But if scientists can unravel the mysteries of slime and sort of reverse engineer it, they could make a more eco-friendly material. And also a new shark repellent. Exactly. Plus, slime's just really interesting. This kind of research can teach us a lot about what we can do and what we can use slime for. So slime, it's not just for YouTube tutorials. Animals have come up with even better uses. Danny told me that studying all the snot and saliva and slime gave her a new appreciation for how efficiently our own bodies manage these substances. I think I came away with a new relief about only having snot in my kind of nose and inside my body rather than all over. And we could definitely have it much worse. We could be settling down for bed in slime bags. Or eating meals covered in mucus. Or sliming up highways, though. I would kind of like that to be my superpower now. (laughs) Hagfish hero to the rescue. You won't get away with trafficking fish on an interstate highway when I'm around. (laughs) (laughs) So Danny and her co-author Nick have written books about animal farts, poop, and snot. We want our listeners to come up with an idea for a fourth book in the series. Is there some gross thing that animals do or make that they haven't yet covered? Find a topic and then come up with a short list of animals you would want to research. Compare how they stack up in your own gross rankings and write short summaries about the gross things they do. Then send your ideas to us, because we love gross stuff. Thanks to Dr. Danny Rabiotti, who studies African wild dogs and climate change when she's not writing about animal stuff with Nick Caruso. Their most recent book is Believe It or Snot. We should note that Believe It or Snot is not a children's book, but it's fairly kid-friendly. Also, their first book, Does It Fart, has been adapted into a children's book, so there's that too. To hear more about slimy and snotty animals and plants, listen to our bonus episode on Patreon. All you need to do is pledge just a dollar or more a month on patreon.com slash tumblepodcast. And we'll have buckets more slime. I mean, resources about slime science on our website, sciencepodcastforkids.com, including a video of a shark trying to eat a hagfish and failing miserably. Sarah Robertson-Lentz is our head of partnerships. I'm Lindsay Patterson, and I wrote and produced this show. And I'm Marshall Escamilla, and I make all of our music. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more stories of science discovery. 